Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. Are you having a bad day? Because she was, but with the grace of God, we can always start over, can't we, Eve? Jesus loves us, and his love is unending, isn't it, Eden? Yes. (laughs) Jesus loves you just like he made a way and a provision for you. If you don't know Jesus, you're really missing out, aren't you, Eden? Yes. Join me today as we continue to talk about faith. We're going to go deep and talk about all of the tricky issues surrounding faith because it's been a real journey and battle and struggle for me. And I want to share my progress with you. We're going to open God's word where there is perpetual hope for our mess. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. And if you have a bad day, be sure to remember that God loves you and it's okay to start over, isn't it, Eden? Right. We'll see you next time. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm your host, Connie, and I am so glad you're here. I want to start today by letting you listen to a short commercial regarding something that I am super passionate about, and then we'll get on to the show. This month, as we enter into 2024, goodness, can you believe it? I'm going to be highlighting a special podcast host and a gift. Do you choose a word every year to focus on? Well, Johanna Smith, the host of the Girls Talking Life podcast, does. But the first few years she did it, she wasn't getting much out of it. So she created a word study, and she is going to let us download it for free. This word study will take you through the Bible to help you discover what God's word has to say about the word you've chosen. In this word study, Johanna gives you the steps to study your word of the year, plus an example of past words of hers the verses she found, and the key takeaways she concluded. Not only will you be spending time in scripture, but you'll be learning what the definer and the director of your life wants to teach you through your word. As you focus on the word that you've chosen for 2024, I pray that you are encouraged and challenged as you grow closer to the heart of God. Be sure to check out the Girls Talking Life podcast wherever podcasts play and download the link for the word study in the show notes below. Now, let's get on with the program. Hey friends, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Connie, and I look forward to you joining me to discover more about God's word and how to live faithfully. Today, I want to talk with you a little bit about the love of God. If you're like me, you can find it difficult to sometimes take the head knowledge that God loves you, that he died for you, that he cares for you, that he is with you every moment of every day, and take that from just head knowledge, something that we believe is true, to heart knowledge, something that we live in an experiential way. So it's taking it a step further from just something that we know to something that we can actually feel. Go ask your sister. I'm doing a podcast. Go on out. Thank you. Go. So today I want to help you and myself, myself, scratch that. So today I'm looking forward to digging deep with you into understanding more about the love of God on an experiential level. 
I've been praying for some weeks for the Lord to help me to experience his love in a deeper way. It's been something that I think that I have tried to get by subconsciously with just knowing that it's true and having that kind of be sufficient, mainly because of all of the trauma that I've had in my in my past makes it especially difficult for me personally to experience um, the feelings of love and safety just in a general sense. And it's interesting that all of our aspects of human relationship are often transferred to our views and perceptions um, about God. So, of course, that would be something that would stem off of what my struggle now to experience it on a human level, of course, then would be very easy to understand that I would maybe have that same struggle when it comes to God. But I think more people than not struggle with the aspect of God being personal yet over everything. God being involved in the details of our life, as well as governing the entire universe and all of the galaxies. God caring about the mundane tasks or the mundane things that we care about and still being over all of the major life-altering things that are going on around the globe. So that in and of itself can cause quite the disconnect for people. Today, I want to talk to you about a character in the Bible that I felt the Lord reached kind of out of the pages and grabbed a hold of me and helped me to see some more about his love on an experiential level through this person. The person is Rahab. For those of you that don't know, Rahab was a prostitute. She shows up in the Old Testament as essentially the deliverer of the spies that came to look over the land um, because the children of Israel were going to go and take it over. So they sent spies to kind of take stock of, of the people and the forces and all that stuff. Rahab was the home that they ended up at. And I want to talk to you about who she is, who she was, and how God's intervention into her life ultimately is a very helpful picture for us today of his love for us. So I want to start out by telling you that Rahab means proud one or quarrelsome one. Uh, That is from Hitchcock's Bible Name Dictionary. So we start off in Joshua 2.1. I'm going to read you this one verse here. Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim as scouts, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. And they went, and they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and lodged there. So Joshua has taken over uh, from Moses, who has died. He's now kind of in charge of the children of Israel, and he sends these two spies. The first thing that I want to point out is that the pursuit of God over Rahab in her in her life Because we know that scripture tells us that anyone who comes to know God is pursued first by God. And so we what we see here in my mind is this setup of the pursuit of God in Rahab's life. Now, we don't know a lot about her beginnings, but what we do see is starting here. Rahab is showing up in the pages of scripture in my mind by God's pursuit of her, which is beginning in a very 
um, a way that you wouldn't be able to identify if it was happening at that moment, which shows the importance of the truth that God works behind the scenes. When we don't see what he's doing, he is still working. So these spies who are from the tribe of Israel, which are God's chosen people, they're coming from God's chosen man, who is Joshua, and they are sent, and they end up by the sovereignty of God at Rahab's home. God's pursuit of Rahab, the proud and quarrelsome one, the harlot, begins here. By sending these spies to Rahab's home, she gets the opportunity to meet face-to-face with God's people in which she determines out of a step of faith, which can only be um, put back on that God is, again, the pursuer and God is the turner of hearts. She decides to help these men. She decides that they are coming. They are from uh, the the God, the God of Israel. She believes what they say about that the God of Israel is the only God. And she determines to help these spies escape. In doing that, she is guaranteed by them to have her life and her family's life be spared when the Israelites come and take over the city of Jericho. We see in in this story who Rahab was. She was a harlot before God pursued her. And even up to this point, she was still a harlot. She sold her body. She was living in sin. She was doing things for her own self. She was um, really living a very broken lifestyle, a lifestyle that continued to shatter her and her identity because you can't do stuff like that and not be gravely affected by it. But God still pursued her. And I think right here is the important thing to note that love Human love and what we base it on today is so fickle, but the love of God, he decides to love us. He chose to love us. He chooses to love us, not because we're lovable, because we're not. He chooses to love us because it's his choice and he chooses it. Even though there's nothing about us that is lovable, he loves us simply because he chose to love us. That is the real that's real love. That's love that isn't you did something for me or you are my kind of person or you always show up in the right way kind of love. It's we had nothing to offer and yet he died for us and yet he loves us. And the dying for us is the ultimate act of love. But the fact that even after he died for us, it didn't stop there. It wasn't like, okay, I died for you and now I'm done with you. It's like the dying for us on the cross and the provision for us to have salvation, which is an eternal relationship with Jesus, opened up a furthering of that love. A love where Jesus wants to be involved in our everyday lives, especially the parts of us that are shattered and broken due to sin or disability or dysfunction. His love extends far beyond the grave. It extends far beyond into the everydayness of our life. God pursued Rahab not because she was special, not because she had anything to offer, 
But because what we see in scripture, what we see in the pages of scripture, is that God is always coming after the most unlikely people. And he's coming after them because he loves them. Simply because he loves them. And he loves you and he loves me. And when I started to realize that that when Rahab was being pursued, her the beginning pursuit of God in her life was in the very deepest trenches of her sin and brokenness. It says in Job 26, 12, he stills or stirs up the sea by his power. And in his understanding, he smites proud Rahab. That's in the Amplified Version. I want to read it in the ESV as well. Because this really, this wording really depicts what I'm talking about in this episode of the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. So Job 26.12 says in the ESV, By his power he stilled the sea. By his understanding he shattered Rahab. Friends, your shattering has a purpose. Your shattering has the wisdom and the provision of God behind it. Your shattering is out of love from a God who wants to help rebuild you. We see God pursuing Rahab in the depths of her depravity and brokenness. And he did it by his understanding. If God has understanding in a matter, if we take that to the root of what it means to have understanding, which I love to do this in scripture because it shows us things about God that maybe are, you know, it says understanding, but when we really dissect what that means, we get a whole picture of God that's incredible and that deepens our understanding of who he is and the truth within the words that are written divinely in the pages of scripture. If God has understanding in his shattering of Rahab, then that means if there's understanding, there's something to understand. And shattering is happening. It's a thing. It's something that's happening. So that speaks to God having a plan. And we know who Rahab was. She was living in sin. Her name means proud and quarrelsome one. You have, if, you, if you've ever met a proud person or somebody that likes to fight, you know that they're nasty. But this is saying that by his understanding, by his plan, he knew. He knew not only what she needed, but he knew what he needed to do to make that happen. He knew who he needed to use to make it happen. And he knew his own motives for doing it, which scripture tells us are only ever good. That God is only capable of what is good and just and true. So this word, by his understanding, he shattered Rahab, could be translated that by his plan, he knew what he was doing. And the shattering of Rahab had a purpose for her good and God's glory. And that can be translated to you and to me. We have a God that pursues us in ways that we are unaware of. The pursuit of God began in Rahab's life in a time where she had no idea that's what was going on. And often we have no idea what God is doing. But if we belong to him, we can be assured of one thing. He is always doing something. The shattering in our life 
has a purpose. We see who Rahab was. We see who Rahab became. So Rahab was a harlot, the proud and quarrelsome one. But when God intervened, Rahab became honored, a contributing piece of God's eternal redemption story. Friend, Rahab went from the quarrelsome, proud harlot to the lineage of Jesus Christ. You can read about that the lineage of Jesus in Matthew 1, 1 through 25. Rahab the harlot was used by God as the key piece in this scenario, that the last was made to be first. We see scripture in multiple different facets being lived out through the life of Rahab. In Hebrews 11:31, I'm going to pull that up real quick. It says, "By faith Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient, because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies." What I find interesting is there's many times in scripture where God changes someone's name and he changes their name from something that meant something negative to something that meant something positive. But here is a scenario. Here is a story in scripture where her name wasn't ever changed. Her name wasn't changed, but her purpose, her heart and her destiny were her eternal soul was changed from death to life, but her physical name was not. And not only that, she is in the faith chapter, the hall of faith, Hebrews 11, as Rahab the harlot. Why is that? Because sometimes God doesn't change our name. He gives our story of brokenness power because of what he's done in our life. Rahab's story is powerful because we can look at the prostitute and see the face of Jesus. The part of her story, the part of her story that's dirty and ugly is the part that gives her story authority because it shows that that's exactly what God used. And Rahab is in the hall of faith without shame. She is there with a sense of great dignity because God has elevated her. Rahab the prostitute is what gives her testimony, credibility, and authority. How does it do that? Because that's exactly what God used. He used the harlot. He changed the harlot. And when Jesus changed who she was, The past has no more shame or condemnation that it can hold over her. She can remember who she was and she uses that to pull other people to Jesus and to remind herself of who he is to her. A lot of time we like to forget the past or minimize how terrible the past was due to shame. Rahab shows us that the past has no hold on her anymore. The past is why she is who she is today. The past has been the platform that God has used to bring her into broad places. And the broadest of those places is having a relationship with Jesus and knowing more about who he is. And so she says with a great sense of dignity, she was Rahab the prostitute. 
She doesn't cover it up or hide who she was because who she was is why she's who she is today. We don't need to have shame over the past when it has been forgiven by Jesus Christ. And the past is what the Lord uses to bring us to the place that he has for us. So I want you to be encouraged. The God of the universe is your father and he loves you. He has a plan for your life. Your shattering and your sin, when given into his hand, will become the most beautiful tapestry. And God is always working on your behalf, even when you can't see. I hope that you will continue to take heart and walk on. And if you hear the cute little grunting of my infant in the behind the scenes, I hope that it cheers your heart. Because babies are amazing gifts from the God, from God. And I am so blessed to have little Birdie in my life and little Edie Beatie and Ivy Lou. Friend, wherever you're at, God is faithful and he is going to be faithful to you. Take heart, walk on, and trust in God. I hope that you'll share this episode with your family and friends, unless that is, you share it with them every week, then they'll probably think you're irritating. So go find someone new to share it with. There's all sorts of people on the streets, in the grocery stores, at the gas stations. Tell them about the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, and I will see you next time. Take care. Bye.